Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. I hope you're all blessed. Make sure that you check out my international radio. Links are in the description. You can also join me on live shows, usually on Friday scheduled. You can click notifications on my front page. Today, we're going to talk about a game called Starfield. We're going to see some of the people that are involved in designing it, as well as gameplay video. And uh, we're going to also discuss our personal views and ideas on this game, and also on a more philosophical level. The universe scares the living hell out of me, ladies and gentlemen. It does. I don't know how anybody can look up into the heavens especially at night, and see all those stars and the vast emptiness of space and not be in complete and utter awe. A lot of people, we keep our heads down to the ground and we look straight forward, or some of us live in the past and we're either looking backwards or frontwards, but not all around us at the same time. And from what I know about the universe, one of the most terrifying aspects is the universe is so big it wouldn't be wrong to imply that it goes on for, at least by appearance, for all eternity. There's so many things that are going out there, so many things happening in the universe that it's just frightening. There's dangers that are unknown, and there are also, according to NASA observation, literally over 10,000 meteorites and asteroids that could possibly hit our earth that we're able to observe at all times but that's only like a one percent of what we're able to see we don't have the technology or the ability on our little blue ball that is racing billions of miles per hour through space the unbelievable amount of things that could kill us and destroy us and wipe us out when we really fathom how big the universe is and all the things that are going on in it, it causes us to be humble and realize that according to the radar of the universe, it's almost as if we're non-existent, that we're not even here. That's how small we are. We're just like a, a tiny fraction in time, an anomaly. Some would say a miracle. Some would say by a millionth and a hundred powers. We were not inevitable. We were never meant to be for sure or necessary, unless one, of course, were to believe in a God or higher power of some sort. Well, Bethesda offers this game called Starfield. And it's supposed to be one of the most extraordinary games that have ever come to existence. It's what you call a game changer. For the last decade, a lot of games have pretty much copied each other, tried to do better than each other, but none of them tried to be absolutely original or unique and, and go somewhere that other games haven't. This game, though, although it does have a lot of the common things in it, such as exploring and shooting enemies and going on missions and quests like we routinely know, 
The game allows us to travel to space, travel to other planets, explore other worlds. It's uh, kind of like being able to hit power on a console or your computer and finding yourself in like the Star Trek universe. But I would say that if you were to compare it to Star Trek, you'd probably have to go with something like Deep Space Nine or Star Trek Enterprise, where it was all just starting out. The concept is, is it doesn't want to go too far into the fantasy. It wants to give this realistic appearance or approach for its players. I can see already whenever watching this that they put a lot of time into it and according to the website they spent over 25 years designing this it's their baby it's their top creation they claim to have done a lot of research from nasa what would actually happen in the event of this happening or this scenario or this scenario they really, really put a lot of thought, a lot of time, and of course, there was a great deal of art direction. But one thing that I discovered while watching and listening to the gameplay video, it's over 45 minutes long, that none of this universe, none of this sandbox world could exist unless there was an entire team of designers and organizers and creators. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There are people out there who actually believe that it's possible that a universe can come into existence without the assistance of a designer or programmer. But Bethesda proves that in order to create such a world, with all of its lighting, with all of its structure, with all of its goals, purpose, meaning, and mind, it requires a lot of logic, a lot of rationality. And let's not forget, even with Bethesda games, there comes a lot of bugs. A lot of Bethesda games, whenever you play them, they have all kinds of issues. Even though they know damn near everything about it and what they're doing, they kind of also learn as they go. To me, watching something like this come into existence it validates even more and more that there is a God, that there is a designer. And I am not trying to imply that we might live in a simulation, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to put that forth, but I think I can see why one would believe that we do live in some kind of programmed world, pre-generated content, everything that we see. Some of it, of course, predetermined. It's interesting because when the designers talk, they say, we wanted to program and create a world where you would be able to explore and be able to make choices. It's all about you and all about you making choices. It's all about your free will. You build your own story in this universe that they created. Todd Howard emphasized that. Yet at the same time, when you're designing a universe and you're designing an entire existence, some things have to be predetermined. Some things have to be predestined. 
things have to have a start and an ending or your options have to lead to consequences. If there is no consequences or there is no reward, then what's the point of even existing at all? What's the point of life? And whenever it comes to the game of Starfield or comes to your own real life, what is the reward and what is the consequences? Have you ever made decisions in your life that brought consequences for you? Now, when you're playing the game, obviously there's going to be some people out there where you're not quite as skilled, or maybe you are skilled, but something totally unexpected happens to you and you find yourself dying on some kind of dead moon. Perhaps you have fought some kind of creature that you did not realize that was standing behind a tree. <laughs> Perhaps you decided to go down into a deep, dark tunnel and you are attacked by a bunch of very strange, unusual meat-eating creatures that have tore a hole in your oxygen suit. What will you do when this happens? Will you become angry? Will you yell at the designers? Will you raise your fist and throw down your controller and say, damn you designers, damn you programmers, you put me in this world. You told me that it was extremely dangerous. You told me that it was tough. You told me I need to watch where I'm going and watch what I'm doing and always keep my gun loaded. But here I am. I'm covered in alien shit. And I'm not exactly sure what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> oh, goodness. Space scares the hell out of me, ladies and gentlemen. It terrifies me. I've been a big gamer for a long time. And in order to be a gamer, especially a role-playing gamer such as myself, he likes to immerse himself into the worlds that he finds himself plopped into. I really, really get very creative. I get imaginative. That's what video games demand of you, especially sandbox games. Sometimes you have to think of creative ways in order to be able to solve puddle, puzzles. You have to solve ways to be able to get through an event or a scenario in order to not only get the reward or meet the goal that you want, but simply to survive. And that's what Really, it's things like this. It's what you see on the screen that proves to me that the universe I truly do live in requires a designer or programmer. Could you imagine talking to a skeptic or a critic and asking them, is it possible for something like this to exist, this world to exist, without there being a designer? What idiot or dumbfounded person would ever claim that something like Starfield or Fallout or Elder Scrolls could exist without an entire team of designers. What kind of fool would ever argue that you're irrational and illogical or stupid for imagining that there's more to the universe than just what you see moving forward or backwards. And obviously you know that while you're traveling through the space of Starfield and traveling through the universe, you know that the developers and the designers do not actually exist in the world. 
They exist outside the monitor watching in, which in a way kind of argues that they live outside of the space and time and matter of the very universe that they designed and created. For them, time will seem very, very different than the time that you're spending within their universe that they programmed and designed. At any time, at the push of a button, they can make that entire universe disappear. No matter how heroic you've become, no matter how evil you've become in the world that they created, they could stop it at any time. In fact, they have the power to stop the sun. They have the power to flood an entire planet. They have the power to suddenly make it appear as though things are coming into existence VI spontaneous generation if they so choose. At any time they want to do this, they can. How can anybody criticize someone who believes that there are programmers and designers with thought process and logic and rationality behind the whole thing? The kind of math, the kind of information, the kind of scripting required to create something that somewhat, even kind of, relates or appears similar to real life. It can't be done without a designer or programmer. Well, that's my philosophical views on it, ladies and gentlemen. Although I'm terrified of space, one thing about Brad Keen is I take on my fears. Any phobias I might have, any fears or concerns or things I'm worried about, I try to face them head on. Because I feel like the experience is worth it. No matter what happens, no, what, no matter what happens on my adventure, whether I die, whether I suffer, the reward is worth it. And it gives meaning and purpose to existence. And to me, if you're not traversing space, if you're not socializing or communicating or feeling this desire to learn about the things around you, then what is life? Life is meaning and purpose, existence. I'm looking so forward to the adventure that is being set out for me. I sometimes wonder, when God created us, was there a time before we became biological organisms, before we became the humans that we are today. I wonder if we all assembled before God as spirits and souls. And God said, I have created a physical universe and any of you out there who may be interested, you get to be a part of it. But there's one single catch. And of course, all of us being the explorers that we are, we ask, what is the catch? God. What is the catch, my dear designer? And God says, in order for you to fully appreciate this universe that I've created, you have to start over. 
you have to take baby steps. You'll come into the world with no memory of this conversation. And you will learn as you go along. Unlike this existence, you won't have the knowledge of everything. You won't know everything. You won't be able to understand everything that's happening. You'll learn as you go. You'll live as you go. And you'll die as you go. But whenever you die, providing that during that life that you existed, you make the choice that you want to come back to the designer. That choice will always be available to you. However, if you don't, then one day the game will end and you will remain in the game as its pixels are falling to pieces and you will find yourself in the darkness of oblivion. And that will be the end of your avatar and your consciousness. Everything that makes you alive. I've often wondered if that's the way life is. That we were given a choice a long time ago. And for some of us, because we can't remember our pre-existence, when bad things happen or we make bad choices, we blame the designers, not realizing that the entire time this is what we chose. We were given the terms of service, we were given the guidelines, and we were told, you're going to be here. But you always, it's not as if you'll be completely blind in the game. I'll leave a manual inside. Inside the cosmos of this game, there will be a manual. And you can learn as much about the designer as you want. And if you want to return to me, you can. If you don't, well, then that's your decision. When the designers created this world of Starfield, they didn't create it with the intention of pissing you off. They didn't design the world because they wanted to upset you. They designed it so you'd be able to have meaning and purpose in an experience. To use your creativity and your imagination, to use the very mind that you have in order to enjoy what life has to offer. And I believe that's exactly the way our real world is. I am looking so forward to being able to exploring this. In my real life, humanity hasn't come to the point where we have the technology to travel thousands of light years to other worlds and planets. Not yet. I believe that if humanity survives whatever meteorite and asteroids out there, if we survive all the natural disasters and destruction that humans do to each other, that one day it's possible you and I could be doing a smuggler's run through the universe, exploring new life, other worlds, all this. But unfortunately, according to the manual, it says that many of us are so evil and so corrupt and have such black hearts that we end up becoming our own worst enemy. And in the end, we will trifle all of our potential. And we may not make it as far as what we could have due to the greed 
and the nastiness of our own hearts and imaginations. There's a ship. It's landing. What do you guys think? <laughs> I recently upgraded my system. I was barely able to travel or traverse through a city in a game like Fallout because my frame rate would drop. I love exploring Boston. Bethesda has offered me worlds such as Boston. They offered me Fallout 76, which I got to be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy that much. And they gave me the Elder Scrolls series. I can't tell you how many years I spent on Skyrim and Fallout 4 and Vegas and Fallout 3. But those were just land areas. Now, I get to discover the universe. Wow. I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm looking forward to building my own ships. I'm looking forward to meeting new people. Well, AI people, NPCs. It's pretty clear, ladies and gentlemen, that artificial intelligence is going to be incorporated in many video games moving forward. It already has been. Right now, you can go over to Steam and you can actually look at some of their games and they're adding AI into a game. Imagine yourself able to walk up to an NPC and it doesn't just have a couple lines like, we need you to go do this quest. That you could actually have a full-on conversation all day with any one of the NPCs and each one of them have their own personality and their own thought process. But they'll be locked in to talk about. They'll have access to information that you would expect from their specific consciousness or personality. Because you don't want to be talking to an NPC and it suddenly starts talking about a bunch of stuff that it's seen trending on Twitter, right? So it makes sense that they lock the information that it'll use. It'll have its own memory storage bank on what it can pull from and extract from, just like human beings. If a human being has a certain skill set, then you should expect that it will only be able to have conversations about things that it knows about. Although it is true, there are a lot of humans out there who like to pretend as though they have more skills than what they actually have, and they like to talk about shit that they don't actually know. I see a lot of that on YouTube. I've observed that for over 20 years. I'm so excited. I like the idea of being able to have my own ship and bring people along with me that will help me further my adventures and, and all that. Bethesda's always offered the ability to kind of create relationships. Because the characters have personality, you learn to actually care about them. I can honestly say, after playing Skyrim, I really enjoyed the story of Lydia and some of the followers that I had that would come with me and they would help me win and fight, help me survive. And Fallout, I really, really got um, 
I really felt as though there was kind of a, a friendship there, even though I know it was artificial, between Piper, Kate, and some of the other followers that you got to take along with you. And even some of the new ones that were created by modders out there, such as Heather Cassidan and Ivy. The amazing things that people are going to be doing with these mods. The amazing things. That's one of the cool things about the designers of Bethesda. Like God, they have given people the ability to be able to create. They offer creation kits where people like me can actually download software and be able to incorporate new content and our own creative and imaginative ideas into their world or universe. This game is probably going to be the game that I live and die on. Games have gotten to a point where it costs almost $100 to be able to afford one of these things, and you have to have high-powered computers. I had to go through an entire upgrade recently. Costed me hundreds of dollars to be able to upgrade my system so I'll be able to handle the next generation of content and material. But I am now 46 years old, and I know that I spent many years on Skyrim as well as Fallout, and that was just a map. That was just an area. Now I'm going to be doing the universe. I've told my son and daughter that whenever I get into this game, as well as my wife, this will probably most likely be the last game that I require. Why play anything else whenever I'm going to have an entire universe and I'll always have goals and rewards and things that I can do? This will be my virtual existence that I live and die on. So I got the upgrade. I've got the system. I've got the requirements more than enough. And I'm going to be traversing space. I'm very excited about it. What do you guys all think? How do you feel about it? This kind of gives me a Star Wars, Star Trek feel. A little bit of cyberpunk. And because of the Western stuff that's in it, I love the Western as well. That's one of the reasons I always liked Fallout, because there was kind of this Western aspect. It was gritty. Some of the worlds were tore up, or some of the areas at least, and the game. But even Bethesda has this remarkable way of taking an ugly area that's meant to be ugly or apocalyptic or even medieval and make it look beautiful. Hell, you could travel through a sewer inside of one of their games and it still looks mystical and magical and I just don't know how they do it. And the entire thing about Todd Howard and the developers of this game, that's their true desire is they want you to have the most phenomenal experience that you're ever going to have. They spent 25 years creating this. To be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, once this game's created, as I'm sitting here watching on the screen and talking to you about it, 
I don't know if I'll even want to bother talking on YouTube anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I want to bother even uh, doing videos. I mean, why? Why bother anymore? I watched somebody recently by the name of Candace Owens, who's a really sweet young lady, beautiful, smart. And because she has some views and ideas that don't agree with what's being said out there, she lost her channel for a little bit there, and some others have been demonetized that have over millions of subs. Could you imagine that? Getting millions of subscribers, and because you say some things that you don't agree with about what's going on in the world, a company like YouTube can take everything from you. It doesn't matter how big you are, how popular you are. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather be running around in the universe eating cheese sandwiches and blowing up asteroids and waking up and finding out that just because I said something that might have hurt somebody's feelings or they didn't agree with, gives these people the idea that it's okay to just silence me as though I never existed. In this universe, the sky is not the limit. The universe is not the limit. It's a single-player game, folks. Maybe one day someone will create a mod where you can invite, like, a friend or something to ride on the ship with you and explore space with you. But all your friends will be pixels. All your friends will be NPCs. Everyone you will meet will probably be more interesting than some of the real people you've met in your life. Yet none of them will have a soul. Unless, of course, the designer decides to make it that way. Well, that's that, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the video. God bless.